Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us for Married at First Sight, season 16, episode 6. You dropped a bomb on me. First things first, thank you so much for all of your kind comments, your shares, your reviews. We were not expecting it this weekend, and it was really nice to just be notified that we have all these lovely reviews. So thank you. It's interesting. You had a goal of a certain number of reviews you wanted to hit, I think, before the end of the month, and they we've already blown that out of the water. Yes. I always have like a little goal for ourselves for the podcast. And I never tell anyone, like I don't tell people on here to like go comment or review or anything. Like, I don't know. I just feel uncomfortable saying that. So in my head, I always think like, Oh, I hope we get five reviews this month or I hope we get this overall. But I don't know. I don't really tell anyone, not even you. And that got blown out of the water. We got so many nice comments and reviews this past weekend. And then I looked and our streak has been broken at almost the two year mark. We got our first one star. We're pretty convinced that our one star might be Gina. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely her. This is an interesting episode. And I think folks are going to be shocked that we're both still on Team Clint. Don't hate us. I will justify. We will justify. But I, it's, you started weird. it, girl. You started it. This is weird it. because it's a divide where you could understand if somebody was on either side. I, I think there is, even in the community, just from the interaction I've seen on Twitter, there is a solid divide even from the folks we follow fairly closely on Mavs Nights. Yeah. On which side they're on. I think we're in the minority. No, I know we're in the minority. I think so too. <laughs> Might be a spicy episode, guys. Okay, we're going to do it a little bit different this episode. Instead of doing couple by couple first, we're going to do the group activities first just because it happened fairly early on in the episode. So then we'll cover the couples. I thought the initial meeting of everyone was really awkward. Like there wasn't even really almost, friend almost like chemistry. They, exactly. They don't have that chemistry yet that we've seen in other seasons. I will give them the benefit of the doubt. It has only been a couple days. And from what we've seen, they haven't had too many uh, uh, group sort of events. I do give Eris space. For not knowing Nicole's name. He's met her like once, twice, like right. traveling. We're, we're being critical because we're just so hyper-focused on this show. But in reality, if Ellie and I were just out and about or on vacation and we met someone or just meeting a new person, like sometimes I have trouble remembering their name. Yeah. So if he's only interacted or actually spoken to Nicole, maybe for 20, 40 minutes, I'll give him a pass. Okay, let me say something really quick before we get into the nitty gritty. Eris cracks me up. I He's not a fun person to be in a relationship with, but a friendship, you know, it'd be fun. He's hilarious. I, he seems fine. I don't know what it is about, sometimes he comes off as monotone. Oh, he's always monotone. It, it That's just, what makes it funnier because he's roasting the shit out of you. Right. <laughs> it's almost like he's saying... He's not into you in the most monotone voice. And I, it just doesn't come natural to me. Or it's, opposite. He's like, yeah, you're attractive. But it's so un, not passionate that you're just like, what, what do I take from that? So during the group meetup, always the initial conversation is checking in with each couple. Clint says that it's been smooth. Gina says she's going with the flow. Max says that he's working through and figuring out quirks. Dom mentions, and she doesn't hold back, that she's trying to figure out Max's sense of humor. And we saw it on full display this episode. In this moment, I'm on team Dom because his sense of humor is just weird. And we'll get into it in their sections more, but lying in sense of humor is not funny to me. It would be... Okay, it's annoying regardless, but it would be a little bit better if it wasn't in response to everything you're saying. Like everything. It's not just an activity. It's not. It's dinner made this table. Like why? It, the jokes 
they don't even make sense. They're they're out of the realm of possibility. Is he so nervous? It's just like word vomit. Am I giving him too much I grace? Think, I think he's trying really hard to impress Dom, but she's probably trying to give him the signals that you're trying you're doing a little too much. I still can't really picture what kind of guy Dom wants. She wants someone adventurous, but not too self-sure because she wants it like her way the way she wants it something that's interesting is that a decent amount of the individuals have mentioned sort of who they're traditionally into i don't recall if we've gotten that from dom i could be wrong i could be wrong i don't mind being wrong maybe we missed it but i can't picture it and i don't think we've heard it same with mac though but he said he he's usually dated white women he has dated Latina. I mean, we're talking, I guess, but I mean like personality traits. True. Nicole and Chris kind of echo each other saying that they weren't, they want to work on the emotional before they get physical and that they're going to be patient. It is amazing how you could think one way before you get into maths, but then when you're finally on the ride, it gets real and it's fascinating how people's opinions have changed. I can't believe I have to repeat this. Clint asked Eris if he blew out Jasmine's back yet. (laughs) I was dying. I think I was like stretching in the living room and just like foam rolling or something. And he says that. And I fucking lost it. The audacity to say that in in front front of of everyone. How fucking dare you. I wish Ayers gave him the look of like, bro, that was a private conversation. Well, I mean, that was as much of a reaction as we've gotten out of Ayers. And Jasmine was like, what the hell is going on? All I can think about is (laughs) Jasmine's poor father. I know. He's going to see this. He's literally a fucking pastor. Excuse my language. (laughs) Literally literally a pastor. Guys, I'm trying to justify my team Clint, but let me clarify. I'm team Clint in the situation with Gina and how it came about. I'm not, I don't ride for Clint other times. I'm not riding for Clint here, just to clarify. Eris talks about how he's trying to take a different approach than he usually does. And Jasmine is quite confused by this. I think she's more worried of, the signals this is sending as far as is this person actually into me? That's what I was just going to say is I can't tell what he's telling her in private. I feel like it's different. Who knows? I mean, Eris hasn't been in love yet. If he took the same approach as he did with every other partner, I mean, realistically, that means it would most likely end how every other relationship has ended. So the fact that he's Taking a different approach, although it could seem as he mm. might not be into you, mm. there could be some positive as far as he doesn't want to hurt you. He wants to do things the right way. I mean, I know that is gonna, not correct. I know, I know, we're going to get into ways <laughs> where that's not true, but I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying, trying to, give I'm trying bone. to give Eris anything I can. Well, he. He says that, but his actions are not matching that. And then add to the fact of he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally attracted to my wife. And then to the camera is like, well, she's no Megan the Stallion. Well, no one is, sir. Yeah, I don't don't compare your wife to like Beyonce. What are you doing? Please like, don't. No. Let's be re- let's be let's live in the real. I won't compare you to Michael B. Jordan. Do not compare me to Meg the Stallion. We're good. Kirsten brings up Shaq's bald head again, but says that he checks off all of her other boxes. That's a lie. That is a lie. You are lying to my face in my own house. (laughs) Even if that were true, it just so happens that looks are very important to you. She didn't lie, though. She said that straight off the bat. It's like number one, I feel like, to her. I wonder if you're this direct to someone... I mean, I, I get that you're trying to give them a chance, but in some ways you're sending the signal that you're you're just you're not interested. And even the way their chemistry's gone so far, they're not really progressing past no. a hug. Are they even doing a that these days? Hug. I yeah. saw I saw a friendly hug this episode. Was 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 the middle of a mile apart. Was it a church hug? 
No, it was okay. It was an okay. I mean, not okay if you're married, but it was a hug. <laughs> okay. Gina pipes up and talks about her past relationship and how with him, affection did grow. And then brings up the physicality with Clint again. So right here, we could say exhibit A, a direct line to Clint's looks. Just saying. Nothing bad is said yet. You know what's interesting? But it's brought up. In the after party, they even clarified again that Gina started the conversation about looks and attraction. Like it wasn't even Clint bringing this up at all. You know, we keep talking about Kirsten bringing up looks a lot and how she needs to get over it. You know who really needs to get over it? Gina. She's the one that is always initiating the there's no physical chemistry or there's no physical attraction yet, but it can grow. I think we've heard it three times now. You know, what's interesting. Gina even mentions her last relationship was with a redhead. Yes. So why? What's the big deal? Like, why, why would you even bring this up? Because he was an asshole. Exactly. And so she's exactly. trying to make that connection. It, it didn't turn out well. Hence, you're on maths. So now, you, you know, your your vendetta against redheads only increased. <laughs> and now, now it's going to be targeted against Clint. Because her last relationship ended poorly, it didn't work out. He happened to have red hair and those types of features. She now relates that to, well, I don't like those types of people. Which that's not the way the world works. I don't like it. That's just a preview. I will (laughs) now. Now, devil's advocate because I don't want the community to kill us here. (laughs) But yes, what Clinton said was insensitive. Right time. I mean, really, there's probably no right time or right place. But if it was a more of a private conversation, it would have came up, came off differently. That is the massive deciding factor in this, and I agree. So to go back a little bit, because we didn't even mention what was said. Sure. So Gina goes on about her ex, physical attraction growing, how there isn't much here, but, you know, it could grow. Clint brings up, yeah, I I totally agree. The girls I dated were, you know, more athletic, more slender. It's just how it is. Everyone is shocked. The women are pissed. The men's... Are, they don't even know how to react to this. Everyone just knows Clint fucked up. Also, by saying I'm still team Clint, I can say that he fucked up. Like, the big deciding factor is, like, what we just said. She said her shit in private. He said it in front of everyone else, including other people that may be very offended by it. I do believe that Clint, he did not mean to offend any of the women only Gina. Oh, only so only <laughs> oh, Gina. I don't think he meant to offend anyone else that was there. Honestly, no, I agree. I, really I don't agree. think he did. Not a good look, but I'm I'm like it's almost like I'm like fifty three percent team Clint. Yes, like when I say it, it it's a it's subtle. It's more than Gina, but it's not like a hundred percent. No, and in, then the rest of the episode, he just is back to his old self. And, you know, I'm really anti. So. But yeah, I think that is the deciding factor is. Here's a thought. You have friends that are redheads. Yes. Would they want to be called the ginger? I don't think so. Also, also, let me say someone told another one of our friends, like not even the sure. other, someone told one of our other friends that has red hair, like, oh, like gingers don't have souls. And she was like, I have a soul. Thank you. It was interesting to me that so many people had opinions but they're not redheads <laughs> oh we should try it. okay that's weird too though to like profile twitter for a redhead <laughs> right right but don't but, do that but just you know what i mean like if, I should... if anyone's gonna have a say in this statement it should be the redheaded person i'll call her right now <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh, boy. I don't want to put her on the spot. But, yes, I don't think that she would want to be. I don't I don't just don't think that she'd want to. I think redhead is better than ginger in my non ginger self having like I don't have red hair. I don't know. Sure. But that's my impression. That was just my my take on it. Just off the top. People felt they were on either way. Some people thought, wow, I wasn't even aware that could be like a negative thing. I'm like, yeah, I think that's an interesting conversation is people not, I mean, 
it's it's not something you talk about a lot. Yeah. It's not like a mainstream media, but like I think I think the thing is that in culture, when you use ginger, it's not usually like, oh, that ginger's so fine. Like you, you <laughs> don't like you don't use it in that way. Like what you said, your friend said, yeah. oh, you're a ginger. You don't have a soul. Like you yeah. see how it's it's always coupled with something negative. It it's not is. coupled with the positive. Exactly, and that's where it goes. I think that's a big part of it. Right. I'm very pro calling people whatever they want to be called. So it would be for me, Clint doesn't want to be called a ginger. Okay, won't call you a ginger. It's as simple as that. Sure. But it took it to such a huge extreme and it was dramatic and it was absurd. And let me point out, both people are wrong here. Yes. I just give Gina way more shit because she threw the first bomb. It's funny. Some folks on Twitter were mentioning, okay, Gina, we get it. You're not in a Clint. Like, just, it's just, fine, just yeah. <laughs> Come on. It ends awkwardly with Gina saying, yep, here we are. As in, like, this is where we're at now. Not a great place. Then we have the guys and the girls conversations. This is, I was actually surprised with how much Chris opened up here. I didn't expect him to. And it was, his big, like, st- he was going to stand up for himself in this moment. He doesn't like the amount of handholding. It's hot. It's sweaty. It's too much. <laughs> it's very cute. It's very cute to complain about that. All the other guys are like, my wife's annoying. And he's like, I just don't want to hold her hand that much. It's probably pretty hot and humid there. Yeah. I don't blame him. Ha- Can't know, hate who, it. It's minor. Who, who likes... A sweaty hand. I mean, come on. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to tell me. No. Like, you know who likes a oh, sweaty hand? Oh no, 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 no. I like, I like Chris. I do. That's I like him Chris. being spicy. Okay, let me point out. In this conversation, Clint just needs to stop talking. Actually, all the time, he just needs to stop talking. He always has the perfect advice, the sage advice for everyone else and everyone else's relationship. But his is the most in the shitter. <laughs> Yeah, at this moment in time, I mean, they're they're leading the pack. Clint says that he thinks Nicole will kick Chris's ass, but then tells Chris to be himself and to stand his ground. All unnecessary advice. Chris didn't ask for any of this. Chris didn't even mention Nicole being mean or anything. He just said he didn't want to hold her hand. Yeah, I can imagine. Clint is going to be that dude this <laughs> season who gives everybody else relationship advice. Yeah, and we don't want it. No. Max says that he's introverted and this whole vacation has been a lot. And I said, I could see that. As an introvert myself, I could see that. And Leon was so but, disappointed. <laughs> but you, you can get out of your comfort zone for extended periods of time. I do push myself, but I'm super tired at the end of the day. But I, I know when I need to. Like, for example, like this, you just suck it up. It doesn't matter how tired you are. Like when we went to Rome, you I'm just... Messed. Suck it up. That's wrong, though. You got to go. You got to. Exactly. I'm not going to complain about being tired or like overstimulated. You know, you just have a good time. And I'm glad I did. It's not like I regret that. It, it is the correct choice. He just needs to see that. There are times you just suck it up. Don't worry. Clint has some more sage advice here. Again, he tells him that he has to be himself. Now, I really like Max's response here. He agrees that he does need to be himself, but the reason he is here is to compromise, to be married. And wow, that is miles ahead of Clint. Right. You're trying to find this middle ground where you, this can be successful for both of you. I laughed so hard when Shaq opened up about Kirsten asking if he's MLK because you're always given a speech. <laughs> Again, just... I'm still on the floor. I love her. Stretch it with my foam roller. I give her I'm so fucking, much shit, but I love her. I'm fucking losing it. <laughs> oh my gosh. We must be missing out on some fucking gems with Shaq. Like, it must not be recorded. No, with Kirsten. Yeah, with Kirsten. Yeah. Like, we must be missing out on absolute gold. This is where things get tricky. Eris talks about how he feels that Jasmine feels he is like a 12. And that he feels that she's really like a four or a five. And he feels bad about that. I don't think she's your two. I don't think she thinks you're a 12. I, I don't want to be a dick, but I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so, but she, she put him up there. She did. And last episode, she did talk about how she kept looking at her husband, checking him out. 
So she does like what she sees. I think his personality is knocking out a few levels for her, though. There, There's such an imbalance here because in some ways, Jasmine puts Eris up there and Eris doesn't do that to Jasmine. But then Eris says, I mean, this woman is beautiful. She's won pageants. I'm like, there's such an imbalance yes. going on in this relationship. I have no idea where they're going. And then this is the lovely point where he's talking about Meg the Stallion. I believe it was Serena Williams. And we learn he is a butt man. Unlike Mac, I got to wait a couple episodes to find that about Eris. Sure, but Eris also isn't repeating it as much as Mac. <laughs> oh, no, I'll take it. Just give me the one notification. I got it. I don't need what Mac did. Again, all these things... These people, they start to focus on so many random things that if this wasn't on your fucking questionnaire, like, I don't want to hear it. Like, we yeah. need to move move past this. If you didn't say this girl needs to have a booty, like, no, just move on and focus on the relationship. Then we go on to Clint, who wonders if it's all about the salon. Was this whole process about the salon? Which, honestly, valid you know, question. Until he mentioned that, that didn't even cross my mind. No, same. It just seemed like someone who's hyper-focused in her goal, in running a business. And honestly, I have tunnel vision when I'm working on projects. Or like, you've seen me in here. I'm like super zoned in. Like, everyone gets in that zone when they care about something or they're doing something they care about, right? That's what I got from Gina at the beginning. But as soon as Clint mentioned that, I started thinking, "You, mm, you know what? Maybe? I can see it. I mean... Are we getting bamboozled right now? She has done it so subtly that I know the name of her salon. You do? Yes, it's Slay Bay. But when they were building the new one, I didn't see a a name. No, she said it a couple times. Oh, she... Is that where she currently works or what the name was going to be? No, that's her... That's her brand? That's her brand? Yes. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, man, that would be interesting. That would be so weird to be on maps, but the only video is of you in the salon and, like, Clint's not there. Everyone's like, what? See, if it went down that road, then it would just get, like, it would become more truthful of, like, why are you really here? Like, I only see you in the salon. Like, you guys aren't even in a relationship. Now, an interesting part. Mac sticks up for Gina two times during the guy's talk. Yes. So in the same vein as owning your own business, he talks about how he gets what Gina is doing. When he had his own business, it was always on his mind. He did the exact same thing. Even without realizing it, he would always talk about his business. You know what it reminds me of? Hmm. When people have a baby and like. Oh, they turn into like kid talk all the kid time. Kid talk and they don't, yeah. oh, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I, I, I got to catch myself doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Then later on, Max says that Gina is sexy. He's like, yeah, I think you're crazy, man. She's sexy. And everyone's huh. like, what? <laughs> what? Why do they always cut to Ares? Because he's the best. <laughs> they always cut to him when they do this. Jasmine deserves so much better, but he's pretty funny. I'll give it. He's a character for sure. <laughs> for sure. Then we have the girls talk. Nicole is talking about how her and Chris are having worries about moving back home, getting to the real world, how immediately after they get home, that week is going to be a hard week for both of them at work. Dom opens up about Matt complaining too much. Not a good sign. Not good. Especially if you are complaining a bunch in a perfect situation where everything's paid for and catered and you literally have to do nothing. I mean, if this person is complaining this much on a tropical island, on a honeymoon setting, when... You have a drink in your hand all the time. How is this person like back at home? That's hard. Okay. Honestly, now that I think, you know what? I'll wait till we get to their segment. I'm going to wait. Okay. I'm going to nip it in the butt as they say. Okay. (laughs) I was a little thrown off by Jasmine saying that she didn't think her and Eris had sexual chemistry. I feel like Eris has been putting a lot of sexual vibes out there. He's been pretty direct. But maybe it's not the way she wants. Maybe that's like too direct. Honestly, she might need Eris to do some acts of service 
to feel that passion. Oh, maybe. Not just Jasmine doing those acts of service. Are we talking about the same acts of service? Just like in like, life. Like a, like a, okay, like, I didn't know if you, you meant know, something else. <laughs> he did one where he showed up with drinks for both of them. I was like, all right, that's sweet. But like, we need nice. more of that. But is that even her love language or is she all about words? We don't know that. We don't know. I'm not sure. But I just find it surprising that she's saying that as he's granted very immaturely trying to spark something. Which is odd for coming from a 40-year-old. That's how... That's how he romances. That's how you <laughs> engage in romance or yeah. wooing a lady. It's kind of interesting. The streets. <laughs> Man of the streets, if you will. <laughs> the Clint comment is brought up. The girls rallied around Gina. Gina wants it known she has a 26-inch waist, and so she's beautiful. Okay? Fun fact. I would like to point out, even if you do have a bigger waist, you are beautiful. Yeah. Doesn't anyway. Matter. Doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Gina mentions how she woke up fuming today, and you can get the vibe that it, it's going to boil over. Everyone went horseback riding as their group activity, and Dom was taken aback by Mac not riding a horse before. After all the talk that morning and everything he said, you know, he's done everything on a horse. He loves horseback riding, but that was his humor not talking, I guess. It was literally only a moment because he's got weird ass comedy that says he fucking rode a horse before. Like, yeah, if I, he didn't lie about that. It's per like a lot of people don't get the chance to go horse riding. Yeah. If you said, oh, I've never ridden a horse, it would not be that surprising. Like fishing, a little bit more surprising because, I mean, it's a lot less involved. Hey, there's landlocked states. That's true. That's true. But he <laughs> happens know. to live in a state that has lakes. So yes. it's more weird. Anyway, I wouldn't knock him. But the fact that he's got this weird ass comedy where for some reason he thinks lying is funny, it became a thing. Although karma got him good. Yes. So as they're riding the horses in a circle, which I also, okay. I'm on Mac's side. I did not think this was not, interesting. I would have, I would have rather gone on a longer land ride yes. with horses than this tiny loop. <laughs> this must be like something you do for the gram. Like there, there's yeah. nothing there. Yeah. They take you out five feet. They tell you to take your Instagram pictures and then they bring you back. Like, how long did this last? This must have been less five than minutes. five minutes, 10 minutes tops, yeah. 10 minutes tops. But karma came and the horse in front of Mac pooped and it got all over him. I wish we had a better shot of that scene. Like we didn't even get to see no. it, but it sounded so funny. And then everyone just kind of laughed at it. But no one was mean and he Not, didn't have a great time. But he didn't have a great time, whatever. but he wasn't. From what we've seen in past seasons, he wasn't a big asshole about it. I didn't think so, but maybe it was worse than what we saw. Now going into the couples, we'll start with Dom and Mac. Their conversations are so whack. How so? What are you thinking? It's just so boring. And then I don't like Mac's sense of humor either. And so I don't get it, which is exactly what Dom is saying. You just don't know what's real or what's not. And you don't know when you're having a conversation. Or even this is why it's, it's bad. When he starts to complain about things, it's almost like Dom can't read him, right? Like, yeah. are you really complaining? Are you jokingly complaining about something? Like, I don't, I don't know what you actually mean. She says that she says what she means and means what she says, and that's it. She goes on the balcony and calls her mom. And I was actually, I really liked her mom in this conversation. Because as Dom is opening up and complaining a bit, saying... You know, he's not super adventurous. He would rather sit on the beach. Mom had decent advice of saying, well, sometimes you just got to sit on the beach. You know, like she was supportive and gave decent advice. And it Dom, wasn't as brutal as I thought it was going to be. I wish fine with, but he wants to sit on the beach every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm always going to look at Dom's mom a little side-eyed because. I know. You got your daughter into this. Yes. I am. Like you your, knew it was going to be messy. My faith in your judgment is a little fractured. Your daughter's 25 and you need her married. Max seems a little bit hurt. He found out that his wife gave him a three or a four. That could be a, a shot to your ego, especially if you were feeling confident or got vibes that things were going well and you turn, 
you know, it turns out to be a four. That's pretty low. Now, this was all during a diary cam. So Dom says, don't make excuses, just do better. She turns the camera around away from them and says that she's not going to be a part of this diary and that it's not funny. So definitely getting to a breaking point with them and his personality. This is one of the couples that definitely ends it early, right? Oh, for sure. She was with her little box. Are we going to be down to three couples? I don't, I don't think Gina and Clint are making it all the way. Oh, I think they're making it all the way. Really? They're going to say no, but I think they make it to decision day. Interesting. I would lean towards they don't. Really? Oh, I, they do. So you think they're going to slightly recover from what, what is no, happening? No, they're just going to hate each other and say they're still on the show. They're probably not even going to live in the apartment. And Very gonna, Ben and Morgan. Then we're going to see random shots of Gina in her salon? Yeah. Or? Okay. Like, sure, hmm. they make it, but that doesn't mean anything. Okay. I don't think they recover in any sense. That's fair. So we see Dom and Mac carving their initials into bamboo by a walking path. Then I said, what if Mac cut his finger with that knife? Oh, she'd be so turned off. Like she wants kind of more of a masculine man. She has the knife in her purse. It's not like he had the pocket knife. And if he cut himself with her knife, she would be so turned off. I could see Dom break the fourth wall, stare right into the camera and be like, I'm done. <laughs> I can't, I can't do this. I can't. I'm sorry, Mac. I'm sure you're a good dude. I'm, I'm sorry you're I'm giving fine. you such a hard time. <laughs> Mac is apologizing to her. Talks about his humor, his hesitation. He tries to explain that he wants to come out of his comfort zone and that he does when he's with her. Dom says that she is to the point and it makes her not enjoy the activities. But for now, she'll give him a pass. Which good. It seems like, okay, we're starting over. We're going to find our happy medium. It will be better. For Dom only being 25, in some ways when she responds, I can see what folks mean about being an old soul. Because some of her responses are, are they're, they're more mature as far as like, I don't want excuses. Like, I just want results. Like, I'm very like result driven. I'm like, okay. 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 What is she doing to compromise? Uh, she's letting you know that your jokes are getting a little corny. I'm telling you right now. I guess that's good. They're not that's funny. Your, you're right. I'm not playing along. <laughs> Nip it in the butt. I guess that's true. Yeah. Okay. See, comes off as mature. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm feeling it just a little bit. A tiny bit. Clint and Gina start their day with a floating breakfast, which I not don't think I would enjoy. Not a fan. No, I want to sit, enjoy my meal, take my leisurely time. I don't want to get pruny and have to stand in a pool and get sunburned. I also don't want to stand in a pool and drink. Like I want to be in like a hot tub. I want to be sitting. Like I, I don't know. I do like like waiting in a pool and drinking. Well, yeah, or maybe like in a tube or something. But <laughs> you want to be on a lazy river? Stand <laughs> at the pool and then drink. What like, about a? What about a pool bar that has bar Fantastic. stools? Fantastic. You're fine with the bar stools? Fantastic. I think I would hate the bar stools. Also, the floating food, I don't know. No, I'm just like, I, you know. What if I'm you a, drop something? A, yeah, what if you drop something? You're it's just gross. contaminating the pool. What, you pick it up and throw it, like, throw it out somewhere? <laughs> I don't know. Put throw it back, back in your, your basket. Little, little basket? Gina says that she thinks that they're getting closer every day. She brings up the struggles with appearance and attraction for the hundredth time. Clint acknowledges it, but moves on to saying he's excited to take Gina's ass sailing. I'm not buying it. No, 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 no. Okay, in some ways, I think they're going through the motions of things they think they're supposed to say. Yeah. Like, I think we're getting closer or forming an attraction. I'm like, no, you're not. No. You probably haven't even talked since that moment last night. You're lying yesterday. to me in my home. <laughs> Then we get to see Gina just go on and on about being a workaholic, what she needs to do, what her goals are. And again, just like word vomiting all about the salon. I could see how this could annoy somebody. I mean, you're on your honeymoon. You married a stranger. You want to find out about the person. You don't. You don't just want to. I mean, I get it. You told me your profession probably when we first met. Maybe a little bit more detail then. But you don't, you don't just go on and on and on about your profession. Clint knows payroll day, the accounts, everything like that. But he doesn't know like Gina's middle he name. He probably knows every employee's name. <laughs> he does. Their and their schedule, employee code numbers. Their schedule. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I could see how Clint is being turned off by this. Yeah. 
After they do horseback riding, they're kind of hanging out on some swings in the water, and Gina is only giving one-word answers. We see a later scene of Clint and Gina talking by the ocean. She brings up what Clint says and essentially cannot hold it in anymore. Clint explains that the term ginger is offensive to him. To me, if someone says, hey, this is offensive to me, it's not really my job to... No, 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 but really it shouldn't right. be because I of don't, this. You don't counter their no, statement. No, you just go, oh shit, I didn't know, my bad. You know, like, okay, I'll call you this or I'll reference you as that. Like, it's, I don't know. I never feel the need to justify when someone just points out like, hey, I would rather you call me this or not call me this. It's kind of the end of this that. This is where everyone on Twitter was alluding to that. Gina, you're really dragging this on. It could have just, like, they both could have done a lot better job here, but they're both, they both want to win. And it's not, no one's going to win. They're both hard headed. Yeah, totally like, hard headed. They, each one of them is waiting for the other person to apologize, mm-hmm. but they won't. Yes. Oh, Gina had the worst apology, too. So he says, This offends me. Do you think this is offensive? She goes, No, I don't think it is. I'm sorry if that offended you. That's. Uh... You should, I'm sorry I offended you, not if, because that negates right, everything right. else. I hate it. That, I was just, I hated that apology. And then Clint gave an equally as crappy apology after that, so. It's not looking good. No. Also, Gina says she never thought of it because she's a hairdresser. What does that, that have to do with anything? That doesn't. I have customers who have red hair. I have touched fiery red ginger hair before. It's fine. <laughs> What if she said that? I've seen people with gingery features. Like, come on, Gina. You're better than that. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. They, The way they have voiced not being attracted to each other compared to other couples. This is why I just don't think they'll recover or make it through the whole show. Because they're, other couples have mentioned they're not attracted. But they sort of talk through things. Whereas the way they approached it, it almost, it was almost... Of, like on the offense like they yes. were in, a, in some ways like attack mode you know mm-hmm. like it didn't seem part in a way it didn't feel like it was coming from like a a place of caring for the other person's feelings no not at all they said sorry because the other person wanted it not because they were sorry clint says his intention was not to offend her his intent was to be honest but honesty can offend So it's hard to say. I mean, it's like what I say, like, oh, you're a piece of shit, but you're just being yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you have to work on yourself. (laughs) Clint goes on to say, I'm sorry you feel that way, which is equally as shitty as I'm sorry that that may offend you. He says it was no fault to you at all. Gina wants to spend some time apart. The remaining of the honeymoon says she's done. Storms away as Clint is still talking. For all we know in the preview, we see them going on sort of like the last date. Uh, mm-hmm. all, all the couples. Yeah. So is the rest of the honeymoon just one night and then they leave the next day? Well, they said this episode that they were halfway through. So there's a couple days left, but I'm assuming they're condensing it. That would be wild to be in Jamaica for like two and a half days. And like, how long do you think that time is of we need a break for the rest of the honeymoon? Is it a day, two days? Probably two or three. That's a long time. It is when you only have eight weeks. That's a long time to just fester in anger. Okay. I think I put my points out there. Well, why I'm more on Clint's side, but I don't, I need to stop saying on Clint's side because that makes it sound like only Clint's side, but I can see both sides. I'm just a little bit more on Clint's because she started it. (laughs) That's my deciding factor. Yeah, I think it'd be spicy if like one of us is on Clint's side and one of us is on Gina's oh, side. Oh, it would. You're lucky you're not on opposite of me. <laughs> I would talk oh, about I, it all I, the I time. We can debate it. Don't matter. <laughs> but I will fully admit and acknowledge that it's shitty because Clint brought everyone else into it. That is not good. Keep your shit talking at home with your partner. <laughs> right, right. Keep it private. <laughs> oh, also, I would just want to point out Why is it okay for Gina to be sensitive about features, but it's not okay for Clint to be sensitive about features? Why can't they both just accept that the other person is sensitive and self-conscious and leave it at that? Why is there like, oh, only I can be self-conscious or only I will tell you what is right and what's wrong? Why can't 
it just be a mutual understanding that some people are more sensitive about other things and other features than other things. Yeah, it's going going back to that statement you made of if I tell you I'm offended by something, that should just be the end of it. Like we shouldn't have to debate this. Also think of like you're married now. If your husband has their feelings hurt by something you said or your wife has their feelings hurt by something you said, you do have to care about that more than the average person on the street. You are going to see them again. Then we catch up with Eris and Jasmine getting massages. I had my own little fit while watching this that the fact that Jasmine had to end her massage and then give Eris an additional massage? How dare you? Married at first sight. How dare you, Lifetime? So far, I can see that Jasmine is trying. She's doing everything for Eris, and Eris is doing nothing for her. He says he will, but there, what action has come out? One of the folks we follow on Twitter, they mentioned that Jasmine doesn't realize how much of a cat she really is, yeah. and Eris is the one that should be doing all of this yes. to her. At least something. Can you feed her for once? Can you give her a massage once? Nothing. Another absolute gem from Eris when he's sitting with Jasmine. He opens the scene with Loki, Clint and Gina called each other ugly. <laughs> 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 like for real. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ah, I like I, like, I really like their banter. I want them to work. I know, fuck. but not... are they better as friends? Because he's not very giving in the relationship aspect. Not at all. Honestly, the fact that he told Jasmine that he's never been in love, I think that is that's impacting her a lot. It's on her mind. You can tell. Jasmine stuck to her guns here, and I really liked it. Eris tried making a point about how he doesn't really know about Nicole, how she kind of changes her words given the situation, how she acts. And she bluntly said, Jasmine turned it around on yeah, him real that, quick. Yeah, the same thing could be said about you. Yeah. I and like it. Then he doubles back of like, okay, I guess maybe I was in the moment, maybe Nicole was in the moment, and but now it's different. Now that you're on the show, you yeah. met the, you met the stranger, you met their parents. It's, uh, we can't be blowing backs out when you just talk to the pastor, okay? It's <laughs> no. just too soon. It's too soon. Okay, I'm 99% I wrote this quote wrong. Backs will be blown out when they're meant to be blown out. That's right, right? Yep, no, I think, I think you got it. <laughs> Good for them. Again, but that, that's not vibing with Jasmine, like. But she does want sexual chemistry. So it's like, is she just shy about doing it on camera? That's a whole other factor that we do have to think about. These people are talking about intimacy on camera. Their parents are going to see it. That's weird. Yeah. I feel like Nicole and Chris are really genuine. And over time, what I mean by that is like, they don't care how they'll be seen. They're just going to be themselves. Whereas over time, so many seasons of Mavs, I think people are getting better and better realizing how am I going to be seen from that camera lens? Like everyone viewing at home, I need to protect myself. I don't want to be the villain. I think so. But I think that's why Jasmine may have a wall up, not necessarily about intimacy, but intimacy being spoken about on camera. Mm -hmm. That's a total guess. She's never mentioned that. So it's just something I'm wondering if that does play a factor. I never considers anyone else's parent, but I'm very concerned about Jasmine's dad. <laughs> I don't care about anyone else's parent. I, I'm just like, he's so nice. Okay. Well, one, I would never be on this show, but if I was, <laughs> my parents would 100% never watch this show. They wouldn't participate. They would not participate. They <laughs> want to be filmed. They maybe wouldn't be at the wedding. My mom probably would. My dad would not give it. My mom, my dad would probably go because my mom told him to go. <laughs> but they wouldn't want to be on camera. As long as they go. Because then if they don't go, you have to do the whole explanation with your now in-laws. Right. And it's like, it's way more awkward than if they just go and then like leave early. But I think your parents would definitely watch. <laughs> they totally <laughs> would. My parents would have a podcast about it. <laughs> Your parents would have, they would be texting everyone. Watch like, parties. Oh Your parents would be like, Ellie's going to be on TV tonight. We have to, we have to get ready. We have to set the, 
set the table. And okay. then when Eris comes on and says he wants to blow my back out, <laughs> I can't even say it. Oh, what what would they do? Lord. I think they would crack up because your like, mom would be like, "What is he saying?" I know. And then your dad would be like, um, "Don't worry about it." I don't know if I want to clarify. Yeah, yeah. I'm like red thinking of that situation. Whoa! <laughs> Let's never put them in that Whoa. situation. You're so red right now. Oh, that was too real for me because that was like you could see it. Like I that was see, the could, situation. Now everyone out there is imagining. What would my family do I, if they're watching the TV and this man yeah. just said, backs are going to be blown out? <laughs> Oof. Yeah, everyone listening to this, think of your parents hearing that line. <laughs> so in the next scene, this is where Eris brings a drink for him and Jasmine on the beach. I think that Jasmine was a little saucy. I think so as well. Everyone knows a turned up face and... I just got those vibes. But did it make her more honest? She was very honest about being very concerned that he has never been in love. Will you ever fall in love with me? What does this mean for our future? I mean, it was laid out on the table. She was very honest. I appreciate it. But people get a little tipsy. Some people get, you know, the the emotion goes up. I, I don't know what was real. Oh, I think it was real. I think it was real and it was honest. One thing she said didn't make a lot of sense. She says that she falls in love fast, which of course to that, Eris says, takes a lot for him to fall in love. Thank you. But did you notice the amount that she rolled her eyes? Yes, that was, was a like dramatic three, It was like three times in this one scene. Yeah. So she says she falls in love fast, but she's never the one to say, I love you. I can't read this relationship. No. I can't read it. And I'm just wondering, is it the fear of scaring the other person? Is it the fear of being rejected? But she does honestly love them. I think after what Eris told Jasmine, she's she needs to she feels like she needs to protect herself. Like, I don't want to be hurt in this process. I don't want to fall in love with this person and then just already know ahead of time that they don't fall in love with people. Yeah, he might not fall in love with me. And now I'm hurt. I actually I ended up caring about this person a lot. And they just easily rejected me. Fully agree. Now onto the couple that's not quite in love yet, but maybe building love. Nicole and Chris. They're laying in a hammock together and having a very intense conversation for the morning. I feel like this is not a morning time conversation, but we are on an expedited timeline here. Sure. Right off the bat, they talk about cuddles versus sex. Nicole and Chris are more cuddly people. And Chris mentions that he is on the emotional side of things and really wants to wait to get physical. Nicole fully agrees. He does point out, which is very smart of him, to say he doesn't want her to feel unwanted. I think he can read that that is a very important thing to her, which I mean, it is for anyone, but that he needs to verbalize it. I like the way they communicate as far as I might be skipping ahead a little when Chris mentions that he is nervous about being able to perform to her expectations. And then Nicole says, don't worry about that. I don't expect our first time to just be, you know, super magical. It's incredible moment. And I really did enjoy that response. Nicole mentions that she has never really felt that she mattered during sex, and she wants him to vocalize this during sex. This was a very specific request, I felt like. I was kind of myself, kind of did a double take. So here's an activity me and you never need to do. And by need to do, I mean in the same boat. We never need to kayak together in the same flotation device. You, you don't want to do that? No, that's terrifying. We need to. If something goes wrong with one, we have the other. Would you do like a canoe with me? A two-person canoe? Yeah. Maybe. Not a kayak, though. Kayak's too small. You think we're going to roll over, don't you? Well, yes. <laughs> There's two chonk bodies. We can't. <laughs> that's what I'm like, saying. It's no. a little chonky no. for... <laughs> I know. We're going to have to like sync up. Like, no, It's a lot of work. It's a fight in progress. <laughs> but again, though, putting yourself in these moments... We mentioned some examples in the past. It, these build a relationship. 
like struggling it, yeah. through these things, you see how somebody reacts to to stressors. So when they're kayaking together, Nicole says splashing water is essentially a pet peeve, being splashed. So she's like, yeah, that right there. Basically, she does not want that. But it was nice in that moment because her shoulders were getting hot. Like, I can't be that picky. No. That, that's a lot. Not, no, not the one thing, but that she has many of these little things that annoy her. And they're very specific. Am I making that if, up? Was it? Well, did she not say that much? And I'm just like if thinking you were about to, it. If you were to have a pet peeve, I, I don't know. I, I would think it would be something lighter like, um, I don't know. I hate when people, you know, take the tomato out of their burger. You know, some shit like that. But she was, she was specific as far as like people that walk slow. Now, this has got to be a New York thing. It's got to be. <laughs> Probably. It's got, and I'm speaking New York City, but like it's got to be. I could see it. I told you, man, they move at one speed. You got to go. I got ran over a hey, few you're, times. You're my, I know. You're my fucking way. You I'm cruising and get your ass out the yeah. way. I got shit to do. It's and they mode. will tell you that. It's that mode. I learned. <laughs> we find out that Chris hates dishes in the sink, which I very much so support him hating dishes in the sink because I also don't want to see them. And he only does laundry once a month, which is concerning because how much clothes does this man have that he can go a month without washing clothes? Again, mixed signals. In one hand, you absolutely hate dishes being in the sink, but Loves you must have like everywhere. the big. You must have like the biggest laundry basket, or it's just everywhere. Because, yeah. my man, how many drawers do you own? Yes, thank you. Also, like okay, they. Sh- Again, I'm taking what I've seen on TV. They showed you working out in the park. We don't smell good when we sweat. We just don't. Like, you got to change clothes. You got to take a shower. You must be piling. That is so much laundry for one month. Oh, and then Nicole brought out the sheets. She's like, oh, yeah, like, that's okay. You know, as long as the sheets, you know, once a week. And then he's like, ah, about the sheets. Uh, I, am- I might have let him go for a couple weeks. I can't. But then the doggo sleeps with him. I'm like, yeah, dude, more hair. how much hair is on that bed? Yeah. And that was probably what Nicole was thinking. She was like, oh, my God. And But now there's going to be three dogs in that bed. This man's bed. Chris is worried about being lazy as well, which I thought was really sweet because you're already on a good path if you're concerned about that, I feel like. Nicole was really sweet and said, you work hard. You should relax as well. I have a chair with a butt imprint in it. (laughs) Sometimes I don't leave the house either. So they were very sweet and understanding of each other and both willing to compromise and make small changes. I wonder how truthful that was from Nicole. Because in the past, we heard her say, like, I basically want to be free and my husband's okay with me just, like, doing my thing. So if, if... She's okay with Chris being lazy, fair. He needs to be okay with her going out. Yes, I think we're going to get to that, yes. And I hope that doesn't become an issue. I hope. Because I don't, I can't see him liking her going out, say, every Friday and Saturday. But then, but then Nicole could counter of like, I don't like you sitting on your ass every Friday. Like <laughs> Every Monday through Sunday. <laughs> right, like. <sighs> I agree, no, yeah. It's a careful dance because you can't, Put that on someone when you're probably doing something they don't want you to be doing. Mm-hmm. That was a very uh, long segment to say they're fine. They're both willing to compromise. They're fine. They'll be fine. You know who's not going to be fine? Shaq and Kirsten. I really appreciated their dance class. There was, was no great. chemistry. There was instantly more chemistry between her and the instructor than there has ever been with Shaq. But, you know, I liked their, their dancing and they both caught on really well and they look good doing it. But no chemistry. The thing with Dom and Kirsten is that the needle for them, it's, it's not even moving. No. Like the needle doesn't work. It's just, it's just stuck. It's just stuck in place. Nothing I see from them is anything remotely to two individuals that could start to like each other more than friends. Yeah. It, it's not even right now. It doesn't even feel like a realm of possibility. And Kirsten, I'm sorry, I'm not buying anything. No, her words have no emotion. Yes, you are saying the correct things or what you feel are the correct things. But the emotion behind your words falls flat every single time. I I can't. 
hear me out, people. When you watch these future episodes, like anything she says about them as a as a in a relationship, as a, as a couple, there's there's no way behind it. I don't I don't feel it. I don't feel any passion. I think in this episode specifically, obviously Shaq calls her out because he could start to sense these things. Mm-hmm. He could be like, I'm not I'm not getting anything. I mean, what was it? After party last episode, he said Kirsten on camera is different than Kirsten in private. So red flag. Yeah, massive red flag. Kirsten and Shaq are talking later in the day. And I love that Shaq ran over and he wanted to spill the tea so bad. He wanted to so bad. No, 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 you don't know what he said or you don't know what she said. And then Kirsten just wanted to talk about their relationship, which, of course, is what you should talk about. But I really wanted to see how excited Shaq got about all the little gossip. Yeah, folks online, we were talking back and forth and they were mentioning that why in this season are the couples spilling the tea slash getting in everyone else's drama versus focusing on their relationship. Everyone always can have advice or look at the big picture for everyone else, not their own relationship. Kristen brings up the point that Clint lied yesterday, that he's saying completely opposite things. Kristen points out, I'm going to tell you the truth with or without you present. Which, I mean, I guess that's good, right? I mean, she's been honest. She's always been honest. I'm not attracted to you and I told you. Yeah. Honest about calling him honey? Maybe not. Then she brings up Shaq's humor. Shaq is giving a little shit back now and I really like to see it. I'm here for this. He's not being mean, but he is putting her on the spot. He's trying to have... He was smart the way he positioned himself. He's trying to have a conversation. Yes, and I thought it was good. He says, so you don't think I'm attractive... You don't like my sense of humor. What do you like? She doesn't answer. She doesn't acknowledge it. She doesn't even try to acknowledge it. She doubles down on how he, she doesn't want him joking so much and he needs to know there's a time and place. I think this is a cop out. I think it's <laughs> bullshit that she didn't give him an answer. You could at least answer that man. You could give him some sense of, I have some chance in this. And the fact that you avoided answering his question, it's just giving more evidence that he's got no chance. Also, when she's countering, well, no, no, no. When she's speaking after he brings up these valid points, she doesn't counter at all. She continues on to the next thing that she is making up, that she is upset about, that she wants him to change, but she herself will not answer a question. Kirsten tells Shaq, just be yourself. And he responds with, You don't like that, though. Spicy. Spicy, So spicy. (laughs) (laughs) She ends this conversation by saying that he needs to know where he is, that we are on our honeymoon and there is a time and a place. I don't know. I think his jokes are still better than Max. Way better. (laughs) Way better. Honestly, part of the jokes he mentions is like, you just have this wallop Mm -hmm. and he might just be light in the mood, like get a, get her character out, like make her smile, make her laugh. And she's probably not giving him much of anything. Yeah. It's tough, man. I feel, I feel for, I feel for Shaq, you know, as we watch him more, he's growing on me. He's he, growing he, on he, me a little bit. Seems like bit. a good dude. Um, I just wish Kristen gave him just a little bit more, but you know, if she's not into it, I mean, she has been fairly honest. Yeah. A decent episode. I think it was better than last week. Last week, nothing happened until the last 15 minutes. Oh, way, way better than last episode. Yeah. Way Great better. liners from Eris. Inappropriate, but good, hilarious. Good scenery, good conversation between each couple. Uh, the, the group setting was obviously brought out that banger. Um, I thought that, yeah, like every, I mean, the horse scene, I, I expected more. I love horses, man. They're dope as fuck. I need to see them like just a little circle. Yeah, just a little circle, and I get it. You know, liabilities, but uh, good stuff. Hey, Super Week. Oh, it is. Yeah, we are going for the Eagles. We are. Someone talk your shit. I don't really <laughs> care because neither team is my team. I just think the Eagles are gonna win. Okay, my reasoning is so dumb. So I thought KC won the last two years. 
And Leon was like, no, they haven't. And I was like, I swear they did. They haven't. And so now my justification for not wanting KC to win is completely what invalid. It, what it was is they won in like 18 or 19, but they've just been to the Super Bowl multiple times. So it kind of feels like, oh, they they must have like won. I pay no. so much attention. They've only won one. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm going for the Eagles. But even the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles won like five years ago. So it hasn't even been that long since the Eagles won. But I like Jalen Hurts. I like what he's doing. Cool dude. Mahomes already won one, so going for the Eagles. I love Abbott Elementary, so. Your girl's a fan. I know. So. Just hope for a good game. No blowouts. No blowouts. Just good game. LeBron broke the record. LeBron broke the record. We were talking about it earlier of like topics we could cover. And we were like, I feel like the Venn diagram is small between reality TV and LeBron James. (laughs) We won't go into it too much. It's an incredible record. It was broken. Shout out to LeBron. Kareem had it for almost 40 years. That's incredible. It's probably not going to be broken for who knows another 20, 30, 40 years. Who knows? Okay. Small rant. Very small. I feel like we didn't honor Kareem enough. For sure. I Okay, the whole thing, we had the counter in the corner of the screen. It was all about LeBron. Of course, he's the one breaking the record. But think about how rare it is to have the original record holder in the house. Nothing for him. Nothing. He, he got a photo op. He's like, yeah, Kareem, uh, give LeBron the ball. All right. Yeah. Take a photo real quick. No montage of cream. Nothing. You know, honestly, I think it would have been different if you were at the arena. I think they do a little bit extra that we don't get to see. I hope so because I was disappointed. you're right. The TV broadcast should have done a little bit more. Like nothing to honor the first. Although they did show one breakdown. It's pretty amazing that I think Kareem, his whole career made one three. Yes. Everything has been two. And it's just a different game. Mm -hmm. Okay. We got to stop our sports talk. I think this is a very small... It's a Venn diagram. It's a our, very, yeah. For our group. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for joining us. And if you're still listening, thank you for hanging out with us on this rant. Yeah. Shout out to you. Thank you so much. See you later. Take care of yourself. Bye.